0: as we head into the season of holidays, you know, we're starting to turn our attention. The the weather's getting colder, as we've already mentioned. The leaves are falling off the trees. They're putting up the Christmas lights at the mall and down all the streets, and you start seeing just a change in everything. I mean, um, Starbucks has their special Um, flavors. You've got all these things that are only here once a year. and, And everyone in the entire United States and much of the world starts turning their attention to the holidays. Start turning your attention to the big day that's coming in a couple of weeks and the super duper big day that's coming in even fewer weeks, it seems. Christmas will be here before we know it. Can you believe that? It seems crazy to think that this whole year has already gone by, And you know, it's, it's just so awesome to look back as, you know, it's Lenore's birthday today, and we're celebrating my dad's birthday um, this weekend. And to think about it just seems like it was just a few minutes ago that we th- celebrated last year. It seems like just a few minutes ago we started New Year's, that we, we prayed in New Year's and we created our, our goals for 2018 that we wanted to pray over, and now it's almost gone. In very few weeks, we will be celebrating New Year's again, and it's just, there's a fast pace that goes on, and sometimes, even with Thanksgiving coming up, we can lose an opportunity to be thankful. We can get so caught up in what we're doing, in the busyness of the season, that we can forget to be thankful. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18 says, "...be thankful in all circumstances." for this is God's will. So thankfulness isn't just something that we do because we say, oh, God, I, I'm just such a great person. I'm a thankful person. But it's actually a, com- a commandment in the Word of God. Be thankful. It's a command. Be thankful. But, but look at this one. In all circumstances, Now, I don't know about you, but that one kind of gets me a little bit more of a pinch because, like, I I don't know if I can praise him. I don't know if I can be thankful in all circumstances. But he goes on to say, this is God's will for you who belong. I love that when I was reading that, you know, belong every time I see it now in the Scripture because we are belong church. Every time I see it, it just jumps out at me. But be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. We belong, we believe, and we should be thankful in everything we do, in all things. Man, that's difficult when when you've got something that's facing you, and and it's really like challenging you, and you're like, I don't see how I can be thankful in this. But can I just tell you that it's God's will for you to be thankful because of who He is, not because of what's going on inside of us. So I have a challenge for you, and I want to add, ask everyone who's listening to this, everyone who's listening to the podcast, man. I was sitting down with my mom, and he showed her on the stats for our online podcast and, the, and the, the online church and to see all the different places, and it's just crazy. And she said, you know, I've heard you say it before, but seeing it on the map and just seeing the stats right in front of me, she goes, it's just it's completely different. So I don't know who's listening at what point and who's listening even a few weeks from now Maybe. But I want to challenge you to do something for the next 21 days. And I want you to find. I want to challenge you to find something to be thankful for every day. Every day for the next 21 days, and then I want to encourage you to take the next step and post it to social media and use the hashtag. They're going to put it up here for you. Hashtag thankful, not just T H A N K F U L, but with two L's. We're full of thanks to use hashtag thankful and also tag in there hashtag belong dfw find something to be thankful for today starting today find something to be thankful for and then give thanks to god for it but then share that with other people i've seen many people that do the the challenge and they do it all year long maybe it's a 365 day challenge or Sometimes it's a 30-day challenge or whatever it would be. I want to encourage us to do a 21-day challenge of doing that. So what are you thankful for today? Because what you are thankful for, you attract you know, when, when I, my wife and I get the opportunity to counsel couples, we often have them sitting on the couch, and they're one on each end, and they can't get further away from each other because they're so with each other. And, and as we continue to talk to them, it's great to see how they just their hands just slowly get closer and closer, and they start, end up meeting in the middle. But what we encourage them to do is to shift their focus from what's bothering them How many of you know we all have something that bothers us? We all have something that we can look at, point to that, and say, that's wrong, that's wrong. I can walk into any room and I can see every picture on the the wall that's not exactly correct, and my my OCD kind of thing wants to go over there and fix it for them. Or if I see there's a piece of dust up there, I want to go fix it for them. Not to embarrass them, but just i got to fix it. But it's easy for us to see the things that are wrong. But when we ask them to shift their focus in their marriage in their relationship, from that which is wrong, that which bothers them, that which is is really causing a struggle inside of them. And I want you to find something to be thankful for your mate about today. I want you to find something that you can be thankful that they did something good. And, And it's funny, some of the stories that we get out of that, you know. I'm thankful they weren't in my hair today. No, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. But find something to be thankful for And then the shift starts happening in their marriage, because when you stop focusing on the negativity, when you stop focusing on the bad things, and when you start looking for something good, it's amazing how everything changes. What you are thankful for, you attract. So I wanna encourage you, again, I'm gonna reiterate it a million times, but I'm encouraging us to find something every day for the next 21 days to be thankful for, and then post it. Philippians 4.8 says, now, my dear brothers and sisters, one final thought. Fix your thoughts. So he's telling us, you got to do something. This is something you have to take actions with. This is an action phrase here. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable, right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about these things see we have to shift where we fix our attention we have to shift what we're thinking about think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise so many times and even as we've looked through the last couple of weeks So many times we can get so focused on the things that are seeming like they're overwhelming us, the things that are coming against us, the struggles that we've got, that we've lost our contentment, we lose our focus, and we end up focusing on that which is right in front of us, that which is so easy to get our distractions on. But even here it's saying fix your thoughts. Think about things. Can I tell you where your heart is that's where you're going to see what's important to you. Say that again. Where your heart is, is where you're going to find what's important to you. In fact, Matthew 6, 21, Jesus says, Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. I had a pastor that we served under one time. He says, listen, you want to know, if you want me to know what is truly important to you, let me borrow your checkbook for about 30 minutes and I can figure it out. And I'm like, oh no, I don't want to. I don't think anybody ever did that. But he says, where you're writing your checks and what you're doing will show me better than anything else what is important to you. You know, one time a year we have a message that is all about giving them relax. It's not this message. But one time a year we do this and it's coming up But we do it not because we are a church that's out here with our hand out saying, hey, won't you give more money? Won't you give this? Won't you give that? But we do this because it's part of a balanced life. See, as a pastor, I would not be giving my best effort towards the calling that God's given me. If I left out one part of it, it's got to be the balanced diet. And sometimes kids don't like to eat vegetables, but we know as parents we have to talk about the vegetables because the vegetables are what's going to make you strong. That's kind of the same way. Giving and what God's plan for giving isn't about, you know, we want your money that's in your pocket, in the church's pocket. It's not about that at all. It is completely about you, and we'll look at that. But it should not be a compulsion about giving. In fact, we don't believe in compulsion for giving. Even to the point that we don't ask for offerings every week. We don't spend ten or fifteen minutes. Those churches that do that's fine. We don't spend ten or fifteen minutes in the in the service every week talking about giving and then making the big push and saying, Hey, won't you help us today? or this is what we have going on. We don't do any of that. Second Corinthians nine, verse seven says, Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And as God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will give to every good work. In the NASB, it says, even as you've purposed in your heart. So why am I talking about that now if this isn't the message on giving, you might be asking? We believe that giving should be decided and purposed. And that's why we're letting you know if it's your first year with being with us or a reminder for those of you who've been with us for more than this year that once a year we have a special offering that we do. It's called the Legacy Offering and it's gonna be December the 9th. So I'm letting you know in advance, just kind of putting this in here right in the middle, just a little preview of the what's gonna come up and we're gonna talk about what God has to say about giving. And again, it's not about getting from you. It's all about what God has for you as we step into that. And in the categories for legacy um, giving, we're going to be focusing on our missions. We have three different missionaries that we're supporting. Um, we have a missionary in Mexico, the Culkers. We have the missionary in Haiti, and we have mix- missionaries in Bulgaria. So we're going to be Taking This is a time that their giving drops down during Thanksgiving to Christmas time because everyone shifts their focus to presents and all that stuff. And so that's when they have a dip. So that's when they said is a great time that we would send a special offering to them. So there's a missions opportunity that you'll have. Then our church, as we're trying to to figure out and, you know, make the next change to our facilities and, and be in prayer for what our next facility is because we got a lot of things we're working on in the background, but we need everybody praying with us. And lastly, there will be, you know, the capital campaign for a building of what we have to have to get into that building. So all that was an intro just to where we're really trying to land, and I'm trying to go fast so we can get all this done. But the question that I have for you this morning is, what are you think? Full for? Thankful, not with one L, but with two L's. What are you thankful? What, what is so full inside of you that you can't help to be thankful for? See, we believe that if you will plug in to church, if you'll plug into God and just give it a year, if you'll give it 52 services, your life will not be the same. So many people have already been doing this for a year or maybe your second year. Maybe you've been with us all three years. And we believe that when you plug in, that you're going to start seeing things change in your life. And as you look back, things are not the same this year as they were last year. If this is your first year plugging in, we believe that if you really plug in and, and you read the one year your Bible, you do the first 15, you, you, you get involved in things, you serve, and you, you get in all these things that God starts doing something amazing in your life that you would never have experienced. You look back and say, man, I wouldn't have thought that one year from yesterday or uh, from last year, I would be doing this today. But you know what the definition of insanity is. Someone asked me that this week, in fact. You know what it is. It's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. We all know this. It's common. It's a very popular thought. But tomorrow will look exactly like today. Next year will look exactly like this year unless you decide to do something different today. That's why we ask you to plug in So how does this year look different than last year? For those of you who have been plugged in, what are you thankful for? What are you full of thanks? In Luke chapter 17, if you'll turn with me in your Bibles, verse 11, we see a story about Jesus. And and I I love this this story, and and I'll tell you why in just a moment. But I, I love all the stories in the Bible, and I think I tell you every one of them is my favorite but I really do enjoy this one. In verse 11, as Jesus continued towards Jerusalem, so he's just traveling from place to place. He reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. In verse 12, as he entered a village there, 10 lepers stood at a distance. And you may know, but People with leprosy, it was a terrible disease that was common back then, and it was flesh eating. So it was really, really nasty. Like your nose would fall off, your ear would fall off, and there's just gaping holes. And, you know, you just look terrible, and it's very, very contagious. So if you got even near anybody, you know, they would get it too, and, you know, it just ruins your day kind of thing. So it it was terrible, and there wasn't a cure for it. And pretty much what they did is they put you outside the city, and you had to go hang out with all the other people who were really, really sick like that. And you 've just got all this disease mingling with each other, and then you just stay out there till you die. I mean, even to the fact that the, the families would come out there and like leave their leftovers out there and then run back for anybody got around them. So here Jesus is walking from this city to another city, and as he comes, he approaches ten lepers, and they stood at a distance, they knew they weren't supposed to get near, but they cried out to Jesus in verse 13, "Jesus, Master, have mercy on us." And he looked at them and said this most amazing thing. Go and show yourselves to the priests. It doesn't say they changed right there. In fact, the next part of that says, and as they went, they were cleansed. But it required them to take an action and to start walking towards the temple. To start walking towards making an appointment with the priest. But that... that involved them, that required them to leave where they're outside of everyone else, where they were protected from, the city was protected from them. They had to walk now into the city. They had to walk down the streets that they haven't walked in in so long. Walk down those streets, walk up to the temple, and knock on the door and say, we're here to present ourselves to the priest. Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest it required action for them to start walking And great faith i believe because if it doesn't change right now and you start walking it's like okay what are we going to do because we're going to be in really bad trouble if we walk into the city we got leprosy and we're just walking into the city we show up at the temple and nothing's changed inside of us that faith step that goes out there to say i don't know but okay i'm going to trust jesus because i've heard the stories about him I cried out for him to have mercy on me. And as they went, they were cleansed. Now, can you imagine? I I mean, I I just, I like to put myself in the Bible, and I like to try and, you know, use some sanctified reasonings, but if leprosy caused your nose to fall off and your ears to fall off, and as they went, as they walked, all of a sudden they were cleansed, don't you think their nose grew back? Don't you think their ears are there? That when they got to the priest... They were cleansed. Their lives had been changed, but it was a process. The same way I just described the process of giving your life to God and and coming to church for a period of time and just taking that next step and that next step and those lepers taking this step and then taking the next step. It's like, I'm not sure about this. And many of us, when we first go to church, we're not sure about it either. You say, man, I don't know about all this Jesus stuff. I'm not sure. You don't have to be sure about all that stuff. All you got to do is take the next step. And as those lepers walked and took the next step and the next step, at some point, I think that they looked around and went, "Hey, your nose is back. Hey, you." And I think that they got more excited in their steps as they're walking towards the house of God. Can I tell you it's the same thing that happens when you start coming to church? It's the same thing when you plug into God, Those first steps are like, "I really don't know about this. I'm pretty unsure about how this feels like yesterday. This feels like when I still, it feels like I still don't have a nose. Take that next step, and take that next step. But then it's somewhere along the line, you start going, ah, I slept last night. I haven't slept in forever. I haven't had a panic attack in, huh. See, God starts working on us as we go. We are cleansed. Verse 15. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, so he'd already been to the priest, he'd been cleansed, he's now given permission to come back into the population, he came back and found Jesus. And he shouted, praise God. Verse 16. Then he fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. And this man was a Samaritan. Verse 17, Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And then Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. So many things that that I see in this story of Jesus That that him telling you to do something before you saw it. I mean, we all like it when we say, Jesus, I got this headache. Will you take this headache? And bam, the headache's gone. We love it when we pray and say, Jesus, this person can't see. And we pray, we lay our hands on them, and boom, their eyes see. Or they can't hear. We see these crazy things. Hey, stand up and walk. And they stand up and walk. We love those kinds of things. And it's real easy to get excited about those things. We're not so excited when he goes, okay, I want you to start taking these steps towards your healing. You're like, that doesn't feel great. It feels like yesterday. But there's power in your faith. There's power in the faith that God, at your word that you told me to do this, as I'm reading your word and it tells me to take this next step, as I feel this prompting inside of me saying, I want you to do this. You take that step. But of course, since we're focusing on thanking him and thanksgiving, only one came back. Only one came back and thanked God for what had happened to him. So my challenge to you this week, what are you thankful for? One of the things that we talk about all the time around here is the first 15. And we ask you to consider the first 15 minutes of your day to do three things. Each of them are five minutes long. First is just to wake up and have a worship song on. Just play one song for five minutes. Just, let, just kind of let the worship start your day before your phone starts your day, before your schedule starts your day, before social media starts your day. Then to read the one-year Bible, to, to spend a few minutes in just getting God's Word in you for, for five minutes, five minutes. You can do this for five minutes. And, and you can use the one-year uh, Bible on our app. It's really super simple. There's five different ways you can go there. There's the Old Testament reading, the New Testament reading, the Psalms, the Proverbs, and then there's a devotion there if you want to read it. You could do it so easy. If you just have a few minutes, you just you get in there. And then you spend a couple of minutes praying. So we worship We read the one-year Bible, and we pray. We have communion with God. We have conversation with God. So can I ask you this week, for this next 21 days, that when you're spending that time worshiping, you kind of change your focus like the one leper who came back. And think of the things that God has done in your life. How a year ago looks different than today. How five years ago looks different today. And think about all the things that God has done. And when you get to that part, that five minutes that you're, you're talking and you're praying to God, just take that extra step and get, God, thank you that you delivered me from. Thank you that I'm no longer plagued with. Thank you that I'm able to sleep. Thank you that I'm able to, what is it for you? See, we praise God for what he's done. Those those are the actions, those things that come into us. So when when we're at praise and worship, we're singing in the beginning, this is the day, I will rejoice in it. And and we're just singing all that song, we're just really, really excited. Those are the things that God has done. But when we transition into worship, that's for who he is. That's who he is, the, the great God of mercy that we can say, Jesus, have mercy on us. That's not based on anything I've done. That's not based on anything that I deserve or that I can earn. That's simply for who he is. What has God done for you? A couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, the things that, the crazy things that we've prayed for and we've seen God move in. We talked about Brandon, my friend Jessica's little brother, who was in that terrible accident and, and they said he was probably going to die and he's in this coma. And then I sh- played the video and you got to see him walking and now he's, he's in therapy and he's in rehabilitation and, and his life is there. He's playing with his niece and, and his life is recovering. He, he's taking that next step too, literally. We talked about Hannah that was told that she's, you know, completely dead. She's just on life support still. her family can get here. And she walked out of the hospital. God did an amazing miracle. And just those two examples that we looked at, there's so many more. That's why we're asking you to go to share my story because there's so many stories. And I know a lot of them, but I don't have permission to share them until you give me permission to share them. So we want to hear those stories. We want to hear what has God done? in your life. But even if you don't share my story, even if you take the steps for the next 21 days to say on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, God, I thank you that you did this. I'm thankful for this change in my life. God, I'm thankful that you did, and you fill in the blank, just one sentence if that's all it is. I'm thankful for this today. Hashtag thankful Hashtag belong DFW. We all have so much to be thankful for. But beyond even what? That is, can we return like the one leper? Can we not get so excited about how our lives are different that we just now immediately go right into our lives? Can we take that moment to come back? Fall to our knees at his feet and worship him and say, Jesus, thank you for what you did. Thank you for healing me, for touching me. Can we do that? How would our lives be if we didn't have prayer or divine intervention? As you know, we don't have the facility to do 21 days of prayer or the Saturday morning prayer, but we have the Facebook group now for the prayer. It says Belong Church Prayer Group, and you can go on there and post your things, and, and that way we could all share in praying. We still need those times of praying, ask God to move and intervene in these situations. And we still have the buckets over here and we still have the ability to focus on those things. But it isn't too much to ask, I believe, for 21 days. Not to stop asking, not to still stop asking for God and praying, but to turn our focus for just a minute. To what has he done? What are you thankful for? Colossians 3, 17 says, And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of Jesus Christ, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Recognize that the good things that are happening in your life are from him. Philippians 4 6 says, Don't worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. See, we're not pushing prayer to the side during the season of thanksgiving, but in everything you do, pray, tell God what you need, and thank Him for all He's done. See, it's got to be a balancing act here. You don't need to worry. It doesn't mean that you shift and say, Okay, now I can't, I can't think about the things I got to do. I just got to focus on the things He's done. No, it's a balance. You don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need. But don't miss the last part. Thank him. For all he's done. Can I tell you, if you focus on what he's done and thanking him for that, when I think about Brandon and seeing the pictures and the video of him in in that coma and and my friend Jessica's cries saying, God, I I pray for a miracle that my brother lives and he doesn't die. And I pray, God, that he's able to walk and I pray and I see him walking. (laughs) I see him playing with her daughter. When I see Hannah in that ICU room with hoses all over her and her life is being just sucked out of her at that moment and I see her walk out of that hospital Thursday the following week. When I focus and thank God for what he's done, it helps me to change my focus from here on these light and temporary problems, these things that are coming against me. You go, wow. God, if you did all of those things, then the things I just prayed about, I have the great confidence that you're able to take care of. 2 Corinthians 4.15 says, All of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, and can I just pause right there? That's what we're all about. We, we've moved from the school to the, the storefront, and now we're, we're transitioned into our, our house for the moment until we take the next step and we find that location, or whether it's the land and we build and whatever that is. We're about reaching more and more people, and that has nothing to do with a building. God's grace through us reaching out reaches more and more people. There will be great thanksgiving. What's that thanksgiving for? I believe it's because God's grace has reached down to somebody who is in this terrible situation. Because you reached out and touched them. And you reached out and spoke to them. and You reached out and just gave them a simple Uh, Can I pray for you? Just gave them a simple, hey, you want to listen to this podcast? Hey, do you want to come to church? There's a million things you can do. God changes their life. And then God receives more glory. See, Jesus said on the story of of the lepers, he says, only one has come back to give glory to God. See, God gets glory through our thanksgiving say one more time. God gets glory through our thanksgiving. Will you bow your heads with me this morning? The question of the day, what are you thankful for? The first and most awesome thing to be thankful for is when you surrendered your life. And even as I was preparing this message, I, I thought about that night that I surrendered my life to God. And I had a good life before that. But my goodness, the change that happened in me. I talked a lot before, but I couldn't shut up after that. See, that day that you decide to stop doing it on your own, to do it by yourself, that day is something to be thankful for. Maybe that's what you should be thankful for today on day one of 21 days of thankfulness. But my question is, to everyone listening in the sound of my voice, whether you're live with us, you're watching with our online church, you're listening to the podcast, whether it's now or weeks from now, have you had that day? That day that's so awesome, when you surrendered your life, when you said, God, I'm going to stop trying to do it on my own, or is today that day? May I invite you? Would you give me the privilege of leading you in that prayer? See, it's, it's not about the fancy words. But sometimes people get tripped up over the words and I just want to help you with that. May I invite you? The greatest experience you can have as we enter into Thanksgiving is the free gift of eternal life. But it's not about joining a church Certainly not about joining this church. But it's about beginning a personal journey with God. The one who created you. And has the best plan for your life. May I invite you to say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. Thank you for paying for my sins. So I don't have to. Today is my day. I come to you just as I am. I surrender it all. I'm going to stop trying to do life by myself. And I choose today to follow you. In the best way I know how I'm going to live for you with all my heart. Today I give you my life. Father, I thank you for everyone who prayed that prayer with me for the first time, or maybe a coming back. Lord, for someone who's deciding that that moment was so precious and their life had changed and somehow they got off the path and they came back today. Lord, I pray for all of us to to reach a level of thankfulness, God, to be thankful Lord, that we'll, we'll look at our lives and what you've done in our lives and, and we'll not just simply keep going and get so excited about the wonderful things and just living a wonderful life. But We'll take the moment to come back and thank you. Lord, I want to thank you for the day that I gave my heart to you. The day that you asked me and I surrendered. Lord, thank you for all the influences that led me to that place, for my mom, my family. God, I'm so thankful. Lord, I pray that you will continue to do in our lives, Lord, even as we saw, that we pray about everything. But we give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, if you'll take out your connection card, I know Michael's already talked about it, and if, you, if you're if you watching online or you're listening to our podcast, we'd love for you to, to be a part of this as well and, and to fill it out and to... There's a place in here you can say what your decision is today and, and your prayer request. We just ask you to fill those out and Michael's going to come and collect those up along with any tithes and offerings that anyone has and we're going to pray over them and we will be dismissed. Father, I just thank you for the for the connection cards that have come in this week, Lord, the, in the service today, Lord, for the, the people who are watching online, they're emailing them in, Lord, the ones who are uh, sending men with the app, Lord, all the different ways. Lord, I thank you for all the prayer requests that we get, Lord, and, and the opportunity to pray with people. Lord, we're, we're going to take that next step, though, Lord, and, and be thankful for everything. Lord, I thank you for everyone who's given in tithes and offerings this week, Lord, and invested into you. Lord, I thank you for the the legacy gift that we're going to give, the legacy offering that we're going to do in a few weeks, Lord. And as as people start doing it during the, the time leading up to it, and then we focus on it that one day, God, I just ask you that you will do a miracle with finances, not only in the church, not only in the missionaries, but, Lord, in every individual. Father, we give you the glory and the honor, Lord. We speak a blessing over your people.